Well, it's Tuesday, September 29th, and it looks as though, despite my predictions and my belief, the debate is going to go off as scheduled tonight between President Donald Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden. So not only have my predictions uh, gone by the wayside, but so have those of a number of other prominent people in conservative journalism. Hello, everyone. My name is Jamie Dury, and welcome to another National Preview Online podcast. If you don't already subscribe, please do so. You can do so by going to the iTunes App Store or your uh, iPhone podcast app and simply search out National Preview Online, and you can subscribe there. Or you can download the Podbean app from either the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store. That is our hosting service, and you can search for us there and subscribe. You can also visit our website and our Facebook page by the same name. And please, by all means, reach out with your thoughts, observations, and requests for topics for us to cover by emailing me at nationalpreviewonline at gmail.com. Well, This debate is going to come off, it seems, but not without a considerable amount of drama. The president has been saying for quite some time that Joe Biden is taking drugs. Uh, That may very well be the case. He does not seem to be himself. His performance in most of the primary debates were abysmal, and his campaign has been shutting down as of 9 a.m., I think about 10 times in the month of September leaving him with doing nothing. Now, one observation that no one else has made that I'm going to make here is people have been perplexed as to why the Biden campaign has been shutting down at uh, 9 a.m. in the morning uh, so many days this month. And a lot of people just saying he's too fatigued, he can't, uh, he can't keep the pace, and that may be why. Uh, I think there may be a different reason. Joe Biden is clearly suffering from dementia, Uh, Anybody who denies that or denies that there's something seriously wrong with the man uh, is just towing the party line. Uh, You watch him. He's clearly reading everything from prompts. He was asked a question. You could see his hand motioning, uh, asking things to be sped up. Uh, He was looking at a prompt for the answer to the question that he was given, and the prompter wasn't moving fast enough, so he couldn't reply. I also believe he's probably wearing earpieces for a lot of these debates, and people are giving him or feeding him the appropriate answers to the questions. So there's a lot to be suspicious about. So the president isn't out of line when he asks for a drug test, and he's willing to submit to one himself. He also wants both respective candidates' ears to be inspected to see if they have an assistive device. Now, I don't think this is an unreasonable demand. You're asking to be given the biggest job in the free world, President of the United States. I think people have a right to know if it's you they're listening to or if you're just simply a puppet being manipulated by the puppeteer, in which case, let's get the man behind the curtain to come out from behind the curtain and let him debate the president and run for office because he's the one who seems to be answering the questions. But back to Sleepy Joe. People with dementia oftentimes suffer from a phenomenon known as sundowning. That is when the day grows to a close and it gets after 8 o'clock, they become rather a little more flustered and unsure of themselves than they usually are during the day. They're better in the morning, and as the day progresses, they get worse. Now, these debates 
take place in prime time at 9 o'clock in the evening, fully one hour after this sundowning phenomenon usually takes place. So I am suspicious of these early closings of the campaign, the Biden campaign at 9 a.m. I'm wondering if they're putting Joe to bed early to sort of change his Ophidian clock and try and fool his body into thinking that when it's up at 9 p.m., it's actually up at 10 or 11 a.m. You know, try to fool him, try and forestall this um, sundowning phenomenon. It would be interesting to hear some commentary, some email from some people who are physicians that know something about this area. But uh, I, I think there's probably some merit to this. But there's no question it's going to be a very interesting debate. Now, the debate now having or looking like it's going to come off and the predictions having fallen by the wayside of it not coming off, uh, I've been listening to the observations of others as to what's going to take place in this debate. And it seems to me only one of two things can take place. Either by hook or by crook, Biden is going to be fed the answers by way of an earpiece, or they have rehearsed pat answers, which are fail-proof to the extent that they're not going to answer a single question. They're simply going to respond by attacking Donald Trump. Everything will be prefaced with an attack on Donald Trump. Uh, I was listening to Rush the other day driving home, and he gave excellent examples of it. Other people have too, but his examples were the best. Things like, um, you know, the softball questions from Chris Wallace, who used to be a conservative and now is just a never-Trumper, even though he won't admit it. Uh, What would you do about the COVID? What would you do differently about the COVID uh, pandemic, uh, Vice President Biden? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I wouldn't do what this guy would do. and We wouldn't have 200,000 dead either. I mean, these are the type of gratuitous attacks we can expect from Biden. Now, it doesn't really distinguish one as a candidate. It doesn't distinguish one as someone qualified for the job of president of the United States. But it is something that will cause the mainstream media tomorrow to hail it as a great performance where Biden was sharp and Trump was not, and this and that and this and that. And if you believe all these polls, well, then you're going to say, eh, it's, it's over, it's a landslide. I don't believe the polls. They're monkeying around with the polls. Um, they're not sampling the correct people. And the only two polls that I trust, Rasmussen and one other, um, they are not coming up with the same numbers that the rest of the polling uh, companies are coming up with. They're not showing... Uh, Biden crushing Trump, especially in these battleground states. They're throwing, they're showing Trump surging in these battleground states. So that's very, very different. Very, very different. And what's going largely unnoticed is on the eve of the debate, there was an interesting news story that I caught on Fox. And it says that we now know that the Obama administration was briefed on claims that Hillary Clinton drummed up the Russia controversy to vilify Trump and distract from her email problem. Because remember, she did have an email problem. There is no question about it. She had an email problem, 
and she didn't want that email problem known. So this came out today, and no one is really talking about it. And I find it interesting that no one is talking about it. But we're talking about it. It says here that the Director of National Intelligence declassified information indicating that former President Obama administration knew of Russian allegations that former Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton was attempting to tie Trump to the Russia uh, and distract her, distract from her email scandal before the 2016 presidential election. Deputy Director of, um, sorry, Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe informed the Senate Judiciary Committee on Tuesday, that is today, that, pri- that the prior administration obtained the Russian intelligence in July of 2016, but cautioned that the intelligence community does not know the accuracy of this allegation or the extent to which the Russian intelligence analysis may reflect exaggeration or fabrication. Now, Radcliffe's letter, it says here, doesn't offer specifics on the intelligence, but does reveal that the former CIA director, John Brennan's handwritten notes show that he briefed Obama himself on the information. According to his letter, the intelligence included the alleged approval by Hillary Clinton on July 26, the specific date of 2016, of a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors to vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by Russian security services. With each peel of the onion that gets pulled back, it becomes increasingly apparent, and you really have to be a sycophant or just a lifelong Democrat or just a schmuck not to acknowledge it. This was complete bullshit. None of this happened. Oh, everything that the Clintons did happened, everything that the Democrats did happened, but none of these allegations of Trump being involved with Russia have any basis whatsoever. This thing against Flynn was manufactured. We now know that FBI agents purchased liability insurance from themselves because they were so concerned that the things they were doing was so far beyond the pale and could expose them that they wanted liability uh, insurance for themselves. This is Russian disinformation, tweeted Rachel Cohen, spokesman for the Senate Intelligence Committee, Vice Chairman Mark Werner. Well, we've known this for quite some time, but it's interesting that these things are coming out. The thing that I'm really, really ticked off about is that it's nice to have these little tidbits come out uh, before the election, but what we really needed, what I was really hoping for, was for John Durham to have the courage of his convictions and come forward with his investigations, conclusions, or at least some type of interim report. I know things were delayed during COVID, but for God's sakes, he's been working on this thing an awfully long time. You can't tell me he doesn't have something more meaningful than that little indictment that he had against that dweeb uh, of an attorney. That's it? That's all you can tell us? You can't promise us anything more? And this this notion that he's afraid what it might look like, because it may seem political, like he's trying to influence elections. You don't think the New York Times trying to leak, leaking Trump's tax returns is trying to, isn't trying to influence an election? Everything these people do tries to influence an election. 
Why is it only they who remain unconcerned about anything they do influencing an election, and we have to hold ourselves to this high standard where we can't get down and dirty with them? This is war. This is war for the actual salvation of this republic. If this benighted fool Biden gets in with this racist second stringer Kamala Harris as the vice president, who will soon become the president because Biden can't last. Do you have any idea what's in store for this country? You think you see division right now? You haven't begun to see division. There's one thing they're not going to be able to do, though. As much as they can try and beat us down, as much as they can try and force us to do this or that through the awesome power of government, which they will try and do, if we can get Amy Comey Barrett on the Supreme Court to try and have a solid 6-3 majority to act as a bulwark against this, there is yet a chance for this republic. But I don't think it's going to come to that. I really don't, because I, I do firmly believe that Donald Trump will be victorious in November. I do believe that in my heart of hearts. Because if not, this country is truly finished. And there are certain segments of the population who have been responsible for this chicanery, who have contributed to it, like professional sports. They have earned my ire. The NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA. They've overplayed their hand, because regardless of how this election goes, my friends, there are certain people, myself included, who are never, never going to return to watching professional sports. And how long do these people think they're going to continue to get paid the exorbitant salaries they do when there's no revenue coming in to allow the owners to have the wherewithal to pay these salaries. They're going to come to grief from their own hand, and well, they should. But it is now shortly before 7 p.m., and the fireworks start in two hours. So strap in, buckle in, sit tight, grab a drink, maybe smoke a cigar, <laughs> And I will definitely have commentary for you tomorrow. For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury.